0: Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Nordic Football Podcast. It's 2024, summer is quite far away, to be fair. Winter is getting further and further away as well. We may be approaching spring, and it's um, one of our first episodes of the 2024 season. Depending on how you look at the season review, whether you consider that to be last year or this year, but I'm delighted to say we're back, uh, and as bold and beautiful as ever, uh, as I say that, looking at Mr. Steve Wiss um, on the screen here. Uh, my colleague and friend, we're heading into our, I think, eight, this is eight years maybe nearly now. It's so. going to be
1: season eight. Yeah, It'll I don't know how many episodes. We must be knocking on the door at 200,
0: you reckon? Possibly, but let me do the intro first before you start um, buying in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Steve Wiss, how are you today, my friend?
1: I am well. I am pretty well. I like I was saying to you off air, I've been in, involved in my local pool league tonight. I, it was a, of a local derby match between two pubs, less than two miles apart. So there was uh, plenty of rivalry and um you know I suppose it's a bit I'm trying to think of a sort of an example. It's maybe not quite Volaringa Lillis from esque, but um it was it was up there. Maybe one of the got maybe one of the Gothenburg derbies we can be compared to.
0: Yeah, and I heard that you were triumphant in the end. But um, yeah, it, it reminds me of sort of um, I don't know Dundee United against Dundee, or in in Argentina, you've got sort of um, Racing and Independiente, isn't it? They're like the two stadiums across the road from each other, pretty much. So yes. that, that sounds like the two pubs you described there sounds uh, sounds very very sort of um, derby-esque. Uh, are you feeling quite happy after that?
1: I am. You know, we, we I I won both of my individual games. The team won. I'm the captain of the team, naturally. <laughs> uh I had a good battle. And um, yeah, this is what I get up to in the winter, mate. You know, I'm, I'm every Wednesday night in in the in the local pool league. And uh, you're right, summer is still a bit far away.
0: Summer's far away. Spring is coming, and the, the new seasons in North Svenskan and Elites area, of course, are a couple of months away now. We're in the winter break. Um, there's been a lot of transfers, a lot of things going on, but we're bringing you this episode because we've got European football to consider. Um so we're just having a little conference league and sort of European preview. Um, two teams in nowhere involved and we thought, listen, why don't we bring you a short episode just to remind you that we still are out there, we still exist, give you a bit of content and um talk about these games coming up because they're very big games for the two teams um involved. And uh as you say there, Steve, Mr. Captain Leader Legend, um you're the man who's going to sort of talk to us about these two teams and the games. So we'll get right into it, really. And we plan to sort of bring you more information about, you know, our season plans and um, what we're going to do this year and, and any changes to our content and also things like season previews and talk about that in our later episodes. We will also plan to talk about transfers. Um, behind the scenes, we're also working on one or two guests. A few emails have gone out. So... Um, If you're listening to this and you've got a suggestion for a guest or you've got a contact who might want to join us in the episode, um, you can email us. Our email's on our bio on Twitter, slash X, and you can follow us at Nordic Footpod, Or you can um, find us on YouTube uh, and also you can find us on Spotify and Apple, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. But uh, Steve, we've got two games to look at, so I'll just just look look at the slate for you. We've got two Europa Conference League games in the round of 32. Obviously, European football returned this week. Real Madrid and Man City played in the Champions League, among others. Um, and the two games we've got, Steve, are Mulder against Legia Warsaw from Poland. And we've got Ajax against Buda Glimp. Two massive games. Uh, quali- qualification at stake. Both teams are sort of, um, you know, they've had a few months now with no game. So, Steve, let's just talk, talk about what's happened since um, our end of season review, which if you haven't listened to it, go back on Spotify. We've got... a full end-of-season review for both uh, Norway and Sweden. You can listen to that. But what's happened since then, Steve, for these two teams?
1: Well, let's start with the uh, Ajax-Buddha Glimp game. And, um, yeah, there's been plenty happening at uh, Budha Glimp. I think literally the next day or the, or the day after we did our season review episode, there was huge news that uh, Buddha Glimp poached Tromso's manager, to Hellstrup. Uh, but he wasn't moving there as a manager. There was He's only moved there as an assistant manager. So, they poached him. They've already poached one of Tromso's best players, uh, Jostain Gunderson, the centre defender on a free transfer. Um, so, that was... It came out of the blue. There was no warning or anything. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have talked about it. Um, it was just a complete big shock. So, they've got, obviously, a very, very good coaching team. It has led to rumours that... Is this maybe Chetel Knutson's last season at Glimpse? Will he move in the summer? Or something like that? And they've got a ready made replacement in, in Hellström, who it, it was a fantastic coach. I consider it a bit like um I think they've they saw Tromsø as a bit of a rival from last year that they, they didn't, before they sort of get bigger and grow from it, they thought, let's nip this in the bud and let's get what's the word? You um let's get the head of the uh, of the monster. You want to say that because Hellstruck was a big part of the manager, and um, you know, it's a lot of unhappy Tromsø fans about it, so so that was the coach inside of Glimpton. Obviously, Gunderson came in as well. Some players that they lost, Faris Mumbania went to Marseille for eight million euros. He scored his first goal for Marseille, and my god, do Marseille need him at the moment? They're <laughs> a bit of a sinking ship, but Mumbania is good to see him on the score sheet there, and um. Armel um, well, Pellegrino has recently gone to MLS um, over in America there. I, it was a, kind of an expected move. It, it was a surprise that he lasted uh, the whole transfer window in January. Um, but it was always kind of a possibility when they, the MLS window opened, this would happen. So he, I mean, uh, just £250,000. It's a nice little buy for, for San Jose there. Uh, as a replacement, so, limp to have gone big. Jens Petter Haug is back.
0: Quite. I mean, before we get onto the replacements, just quickly uh, on know, mm. quite emotional scenes actually. I read, I saw on Twitter he did an open letter. Um, there was a lot of kind of sadness, it seemed, around the transfer, uh, a sort of heavy heart. I think he said something along those lines about having to leave. Um, but, uh, yeah. Let's talk about his legacy and and you know uh, what it means for him leaving. Before we get onto the incomings, uh, and in terms of the incomings, they are bringing the band back together, aren't they? I think. But let's talk mm. about the departure of Pellegrino and how big an impact that is not only on this game but in potentially looking ahead to the season
1: yeah I'm not gonna lie I was a little bit sad myself to see him go because he's been brilliant he's been one of the best technical players in this league I've ever seen Um, his overall record at Glimpt, I think is 76 goals 41 assists from 120 appearances that's phenomenal isn't it he there was many times that I think you looked to a game and it wasn't happening for them uh, but you just knew that give the ball to Pellegrino he'll find a way to get him a win. And um a brilliant signing actually because yes he'd had a good season at Christian Sun, but you know, to move from there to a to a champion um is I think you know kudos really to Glimp for a, I mean he's not he's not like he was a spring chicken either by the way when he moved to Glimp. He was like thirty one I think. He's gonna be uh thirty-four in June. So I think it's one of those where, at the end of the day, he, he can't resist one last decent paycheck in MLS. A, a challenge, a new challenge to his career. Um, he's really achieved everything now at Glimp, hasn't he? And, you know, those legs were getting get a bit older. And I think Glimp's style, actually, probably in a way might suit them now that they brought some of the younger players back, uh, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But a hell of a legacy for Pellegrino and... Um, you know, he is someone one day I would love to to interview just to hear about his time in maybe when his career's finished um, in, in Norway, because I think there's a lot of interest, not just at Glimp, but in the other clubs he was at.
0: Yeah, and without wishing to um, denigrate a certain uh, news outlets in the States, uh, I quite enjoyed the the Mercury News title of their transfer headline. Quakes signed breakout Norwegian player to replace Home in the I was thinking breakout, and then in the first paragraph it says he's thirty-three. So I mean, I don't know what's considered a breakout, but I mean, a veteran in a veteran in the Mercury News must be about sixty-five. So um, no, but good luck to Pedregal, like you say. He's, yeah, I mean, I remember last season some of the goals he pulled out of the bag that we posted on. Oh, you
1: know, posted I mean, I tell you team. what, Jonathan, I was look, I was talking about MLS on a show recently, and I noticed that the San, San Jose Earthquakes are sixty-six to one to win MLS. Right? I'm, I i do not know much about them. But I think I, I, I'm interested to back them. Because he can... He, there won't be... I think there's only one player that I guarantee is a better technical player in MLS than Pellegrino. And his, <laughs> his name starts with Lionel, so... More technical than Suarez? Well, he's he's so good, technically. Uh, You're going to get I uh, No, one player that I can guarantee, and that's Messi. Like I'm telling you, if you offer me odds for goal of the season... And Messi, if Messi wasn't in the league, Pellegrino would win it. He would. He'll score some for the Lazos.
0: We'll find out. We'll soon find out in the MLS season. (laughs) Uh, I can imagine. I'm
1: a a Quakes fan now. I've got to be, right?
0: You'd have to be. um, (laughs) Yeah, but let's move. I mean, in terms of the income, looking uh, looking ahead to this game, especially, uh, they've brought the band back, haven't they, a little bit here?
1: Yeah, this surprised me a bit. Um, Jens Petter Hogg is on loan from Frankfurt. And uh and Evian's come from Brondby. I think it's fair to say that Harger is the player who's enjoyed a bit more success. Um, you know, at one point Frankfurt bought him off Milan for 8.2 million. So I don't really know where it's gone wrong for, for him. He's been around a few clubs, he was on Bel in Belgium on loan. Um, you know, and Evian as well, had his moments. And I I'll be honest, I never thought they'd be back in Norway this early. Like Never. I thought maybe, you know, 30 plus, you can always end up back in your home country. But, I mean, I feel like these two players, I mean, 24 Evian is, and Jens petter uh 24 as well. I mean, they could be way too good for Elite Zerian. I mean, obviously they might maybe be scarred and football has changed, don't they? But, if it's the original version and you've got to expect it to be a better version of them now, I mean, they're going to cause absolute havoc. Um, you know, Hauger is on loan until the end of December, so they've got him the whole year. They've got an option to buy as well, so that's that's really positive. And Evian's come for two and a half million pounds, so I think there's two really good signings. Also, uh, a player to talk about: Casper Watts Ho. If you remember, he was one of my one to watch last year, actually, and he did well. And then he got injured for the second half of the season for Starbeck. He's actually injured to start the campaign at the minute. But he he's a he's basically Mumbanya's replacement up front, and they've also bought in Chettle Hog, the goalkeeper on loan from Toulouse. Um, in addition to the uh, the Gunderson deal, of course, from Tromsø.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's actually gone wrong with these players? It might be something we need to dive into in a later episode, or maybe in the season mm-hmm. preview. Looking at, um, you know, Jens Pedago, for example. He only played 18 games in Serie A, two goals. Bundesliga 36 games, two goals, two assists, according to transfer I mean, like you said, it's not really... I'm, at 24 to be back in the league, is a bit, it's a bit of a disappointment, isn't it, really, considering all the hype, especially, remember, around the Milan transfer. You know, sort of £4 million, roughly, that was at the time, nearly €5 million. Euro.
1: I, I always thought that Evian maybe was a bit, a year too soon, but he left. Uh, he left on January 1st, 2020, so he actually didn't even win anything with uh, with Glimt. And uh, I just felt it was a little bit lightweight. But because he went to Alkmaar, I was thinking, I mean, anyone can really score goals in that league, can't they? If You don't have to be physically strong in, 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 in the Netherlands as much, so I thought it would work out all right. But that Alkmaar team is quite a strong side, you know. I mean, they're one of the top five in, in Holland. They always are. It's not the easiest eleven to get in consistently, is it? So I think that's what's gone wrong there. I mean, Jens Peter went to um, to Milan, of course. Now I don't know what sort of career pathway he went in August um, 2021. So he did win a title with Glimpse in the COVID year. It I was for nearly five million pounds. There's no way Milan would have said you come in here and you straighten the team. Surely, surely they would have said right, develop here for a bit. Probably give you a loan this season after. Or something along those lines. Um, and yeah, you know, that ultimately is uh, actually no, sorry, he left he did he actually left Glimp in October 2020. So he didn't he would maybe he would have won a medal somewhere because of his appearances that year. This this is the problem. I'm looking at transfer amount right now. Both these players have had so many, so many moves since they've they've left. It's ridiculous, especially Alga. Um but I mean he went to Frankfurt on loan, then they got him permanently for eight point two million. Then he went to Ghent on loan. I don't really know what, what's gone wrong because I mean you've got to think Yans Padahaga would have done all right in Frankfurt. It's not a hard league offensively. And he always for me had the attributes to succeed there. So but it's isn't it bad that he's going from back basically from Bundesliga back to elite Syrian? I mean bad. I did feel that I did feel he looked a bit lightweight at Milan. Um in the games I saw when he was at Oh Milan. yeah, Milan, yeah, you would say that. Well, at
0: the end of the day, um Here's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? I mean, we mm. haven't got too much time on this show, so let's move on to. We can talk about. I think that's another. That's a talking point we're going to come to again in this season.
1: Certainly. Are
0: these are these Norwegian players? These talents they're exporting. Are they maybe? Um, is there something missing? Maybe a missing ingredient from Glimp that they're exporting. That there's a lot of them are coming back. It's more than. It's more than these two as well, isn't it, Steve? There's been a few more players who've come
1: there's, back. There has been, yeah, there has. Um, I don't know if you know Swedish as well. About. You know
0: who.
1: Swedish players as well. It's happened to yeah, them I mean, before. Yeah, be like glint,
0: glint players who have come back. Oh of, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, sorry, yeah, I,
1: I, yeah. I mean that again. It's I I, I think what you got to, what it does tell you is that it's very hard to break into the starting 11s of some of these big clubs in Europe. It just is. Yeah, you know, it is hard, and it's you sink or swim. And they, but I, I'm not saying they've, they've sunk but it's just tricky, isn't
0: it? It's tricky. and uh, We'll come back to that. Like, it's definitely going to be a talking point, I think, in the coming weeks. Looking at a, uh, Ajax, they are currently fifth in the uh, Eredivisie. They've had a very up and down season. I mean, at one point in this season, they were near the bottom of the table, Steve. We actually did it as a, I'm doing, for those who don't know, I'm doing an MBA course and we actually studied Ajax as a case study. Um, the, 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 the drama they've been through over the past few years with the departure of Overmars and issues with Edward van der Sarve, people at the top of the club and, so much managerial turmoil and turnover. Um, they were near the bottom of the league. They got new management in and they're currently fifth, as I say, the 24 points off the top of the table, which is incredible for Ajax. Um, they do have some decent talents, but they've also got some veterans. Jordan Henderson uh, on loan, I think, from Saudi Arabia, or he's terminated his contract, but he's he's there. So it's a very hodgepodge team. Um, given that Glimt haven't played, I mean, how's their preparations been for this game, Steve? Given that you know, they've not played uh, league football for a while, um a good two months now, pretty much more than that. How how's the preparations for this game and where do you see it going from the point of that point?
1: I think they've played three how can decent they, how, can they hurt, how can they hurt Ajax? They've played three decent friendlies. They beat Hammerby 3-2, they lost to Sparta Prague, and they just beat Malmo 4-0. And they've been building up towards this. So it's it's not the worst pre- preparations. I mean, I think it's a good draw because Ajax are an absolute basket case club. Um their average goals per game in, in the Eridaviz is 4.2 goals per game, their matches contain. So you know how this is going to go. This is not going to be nil-nil, nil-nil. This is could be they could be like a two or a three or somewhere with these two. I mean, it's going to be entertaining football. The Ajax can't defend. They don't they don't want to defend and they don't know how to defend. So it's but you're right. They do have some dangerous players in attack as well. Um the manager is an interim boss. I, I do I wonder. Could this be a job interview for Chet Ilkanutsen? Because at the end of the season, this Ajax job, I think, is up for grabs, and I think it'd be a great landing spot for Chet Ilkanutsen if he was to leave. Um, I mean, John Vant Van, John Van Ship is in charge interim basis for Ajax, and he has obviously um, he came when the there was some rather stormy seas, um, you know, so he's. He's improved the results of it, but he hasn't improved their defense. Glimp will come here definitely, looking to expose Ajax's uh, defensive line. Counter attacks I mean, Jens Petter Hoga, and Evian might play up front. He's not actually a striker, but he might play as like a like a shadow striker or something in that sort of role. So I think the pace of Glimp is going to cause problems out wide and through the center. Um, it's going to be a fast-paced game, and it's a simple case of who is going to outshoot the other, really. I think, I mean, can they win in Amsterdam? Why not? Because quite a few teams have won in Amsterdam this year. Um, but it is a big advantage, obviously, that Ajax have been playing competitive football in the last, you know, since since the winter break. So, and they've got a bit of quality. I mean, Jordan Henderson's there now, isn't he? You've got your likes of uh, Stephen Bergwine, or I think he might be injured, actually, Bergwine. Uh, but that, I'll tell you a player who does impress me, uh, it's Brian Brobbey. I like him for Ajax. So I think he he can definitely hurt Glimp, obviously. Glimp do have the reorganising the, the defence. Gunderson's come in. The goalkeeper position still concerns me. I'm not gonna lie. Until they get someone more regular. So I think we're gonna get a really exciting game of football though, Jonathan, over both legs, especially in Amsterdam. We know we know we can get quite cold up in uh, the Arctic Circle potentially. So I think this the, the first leg in Amsterdam might be the better the better match.
0: Yeah, and Van Schutz's got a really interesting backstory for those who look into him. Uh, the reasons for going to Ajax, and there's a lot of he's you know, he's been a, he's been in Australia, I think he was Greece national team manager. he's, he's got a lot of um very interesting backstory to him. Uh, if you want to go and sort of look at into it yourself, won't go into it here. But uh yeah, I mean Ajax's last couple of results, they haven't done so well. They lost three, two at Herveen in their most recent game. Uh Henderson did play in that match. And like you say, Robbie is their main striker. He's a sort of a physical powerhouse um forward. I think he'll 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 be one to watch. I I really like the young centre-back Eurohato. Hato. I think he's going to be a top player. Um, Born in 2006, so uh, he's a really young talent. I think that makes him 17. Am I right in saying? Yeah. 17, yeah. 18 18 in March, which is unbelievable, to be honest. But (laughs) that's the IX way, really, isn't it? Playing young players. So keep an eye on him. Um, We've got to move on, Steve. So what's your prediction for the tie overall and this first leg?
1: Well, let's be optimistic and let's say the first leg um, is a two-all draw. Let's say that Glimt win the second leg
0: 3-2. Yeah, and so, um, you mentioned goals. I think that's definitely, you know, if you look at Ajax's last handful of games, they definitely, you know, they, they, they drew one all with a PSV, um, who are sort of um, top of the league. But apart from that, they had a 4-2 against Heracles um, at the end of January they had a four one win, had a three two against Go Ahead Eagles. Yeah, like you said, more than two point five goals is something that is happening quite regularly for them. Um but yeah, let's let's move on. We will talk about that second leg as well. Um Mulder, Steve.
1: Yeah, they're um I think it's a little bit more of a quiet winter for them so far. Um they've brought in a couple of players, Matt's Muller, darley who I'm sure you've heard of him from Nuremberg in, in the Bundesliga, five t- 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 Bundesliga. Former,
0: and, man, um, former Manchester United, I
1: believe. Or was he? Come yeah, on. I think he's been around the block a bit. Um, quite a lot of Norway caps down the years. But um, yeah, and then they brought a few younger players as well. Uh, Sondri Granas from Mjolnar does stand out a little bit. Vladimir Lund was a deadline day signing from FC Copenhagen, a young defender. They're generally, apart from Mats Mladali, they've they've been signing some younger players. They've not really lost anyone of, of too much significance. Um, I.E. Corps in uh, Sweden have actually rated them for Benjamin Tiedemann-Hansen, who's a big centre-back. And Martin Ellingson, who I've always rated Ellingson in midfield, but he's had injury problems. So, two, actually, two really good signings there for I.E. um, which I'm sure we'll discuss uh, towards the season preview times. But, um, yeah, it's a fairly settled period for Mulder. I, I think it's quite a, tough, a tougher game than you think this. There's a lot of people... Saying that, I mean, Mold are the favourites to win the first leg, but something about Polish teams. of Polish teams have been the bane of Norwegian teams, you know, in recent years. They have a good record against them. I don't know what it is. I've got to be honest, it is a division out of my wheelhouse. I don't watch Polish football, okay? I watch a lot of leagues around the world, but this is not a league that I cover. So Let's you Warsaw, I, I really couldn't tell you the foggiest about them too much. I watched a bit about them. I watched a bit of them, sorry, in Aston Villa's... Conference league group, I think it was. Um, and they're not bad. Um, yeah, I think they actually beat uh, finish up of Azerbaijan in that group, which is not bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's something about I mean, they're domestically, they're third or fourth, so they're not like amazing. There, it's a bit of a weird looking league this year. Mold have got to make the most of home advantage in the first leg, mate. I tell you, because um, if they don't, then they it's a tough place to go in it, Poland.
0: Yeah and they actually beat Aston Villa 3-2 in the in the um group stages and I'll be honest with you I I saw them in the Villa Park game and even in that game I thought they actually impressed me. They lost 2-1 but I was very quite impressed with some of their players especially sort of early in the game I think they faded a little bit they you know Villa are a tough team playing against a really good manager but they held their own I thought to be honest and um yeah goals from Mookie, Vizolek, and actually Mookie scored twice um so, yeah, like you say, it's not a league necessarily that I would say I have a huge amount of knowledge on either. Um, their last game, they won one in a way to Ruch Uh They also beat Dini Mokiev in a friendly back end of January. Apart from that, they've had a few other friendlies and things like that. I think the, um, there's been a bit of a break, hasn't there? since? This their
1: own, you're right. Their own league has only just resumed, I think. Yeah, so, so. they're
0: kind of in a similar situation. Uh, I don't know if Buki's still at the club even. Um I'm not sure if he's been transferred, but I can't see him in the actual most recent matchday squad. So don't know if he's injured or, or what's gone on there. But anyway, um, yeah, he, he he got two goals against Aston Villa. So how bad do you think the transfers will affect Mulder, Steve in terms of the, the departures you mentioned there? And um, is the managerial situation stable? Like, you know, do you think they're going to reinvest uh, more? Um, give us a sort of health check of the club at the moment.
1: Well, Haldor Stenovic has come in from Strom's Godset for 700,000. I think that's quite a good signing because he can play in a lot of different positions in midfield and attack, or even left and right back, actually. Proper Swiss army knife if you want him to be. Um, I think they're bigger problems, actually. They've got two injuries. Um, uh, Karstrom, the goalkeeper, is, I believe, ruled out for for a bit. Um, that's a big loss for me. And Emil Breivik, who had a fantastic... 2023 broke his leg at the back end of the the uh, Europa League campaign. I can't remember what match it was, but yeah, um, you are know, looking, I mean, broken legs about six months, isn't it? Five six months. Minimum. So I think
0: he tw- anything depends how bad the break is and where.
1: I think I've, I think a lot of the. I mean, I've seen some sources of saying he's back March April, so it, maybe he's not such a bad one. But he's obviously he's out of this. And I think he was a big player for them uh, last year and in, in the in the Europa League matches that they did all right in. So, yeah, I, I'm not so sure. I mean, their build-up, they lost to FC Copenhagen, I think, in a friendly, it was you know, 3-1. So, I mean, you can't take much from friendlies, can you? But I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'd love to see Moldo get through and they're going to have to win this for a leg. I've just got a feeling they might be... They're more likely to be sort of rusty than what glimpses are. Just a good feeling.
0: Yeah, and Muki, by the way, has actually gone to Besiktas for 10 million euros. So that is a hell of a cash injection for Legia. I'm not entirely sure who they've sort of maybe signed to replace him. Uh, but on the last day of the January transfer window, he actually went to Besiktas as I say. So
1: that's a big, that's a lot of money.
0: A hell of a lot of money. He looks a decent About player me. as well, 22 years old. Um, so, yeah, they've lost, I that's guess... That's a arguably, big loss, though, as well, isn't it? Yeah, if yes. they
1: don't, you know, maybe, that, what, what was he, a striker, you say? Striker. I mean, that... I've got a feeling this might these two t- ties might be low scoring. Actually, to be honest with you, um, just a feeling, right? Without knowing too much about Leticia, but I, I, you're going to ask me for, for a prediction. I, I think draw first leg. I think draw first leg. Maybe one all draw, even nil nil, and I think Pol- uh, the, the Polish side will win the second leg. So I think I think Molde will get knocked out. It's one of those ties. You look at it. It's not glamorous, is it? So you don't really get much of a good feeling about it. Then inevitably people will look at it and say, Oh, you know, Molder should beat them, shouldn't they? let year Warsaw. But actually, it's a far, far tougher tie than you give it credit for. I've seen it before. I think Glimp got done over this time last year or a year or a couple of years ago by um oh, what are they called? There was another Polish team. It's not a league I'm familiar with. I do apologize we've got some Polish listeners but anyway I, glim got knocked out by it surprisingly knocked out when you wouldn't have expected them to so yeah i, I do i just got a little bit of a bad feeling for molder but hopefully he can get through it'd be great to see a couple of norwegian sides in the uh, the next round of matches
0: so you think molder might might go out in this one um mm. and just give us an overview steve before we go um we've got a few minutes left um of the actual structure of the competition Because we went to the last 32, but it's a bit complicated, isn't it? For those just who need a reminder, because we still have Europa League knockouts, don't we, essentially? So just give everyone a recap of where, where these two teams actually are in terms of getting to the final.
1: So this round consists of the teams that finish second in the Conference League groups, and they're playing the teams that finish third in Europa League groups. So it's teams that have dropped down. This is the last year that teams will be dropping down. From next year onwards, we've got a new format for all the competitions, I think it's 36 teams in, in a league format. There'll be no dropping down, which I think actually will, will, will help. If you once you're in one competition, you stay in one competition. That's probably how it should be. Um, so, I mean, Glimp, you could argue maybe had the toughest draw they could have had. I mean, they could have drawn someone like I don't know, Servet or Sturm Graz or you know, Olympiakos or, or someone like that. Maybe that isn't a great, such a great example. I mean, to draw IXO I mean, realistically, both the Norwegian teams over the two legs will be do- underdogs to go through. Mulder and maybe 50 50 with the books. But I actually think I've booted them to got the better chance. <laughs> so I disagree with the bookmakers in this instance. Um, but, you know, I mean, logically thinking we might probably both will get eliminated. But there's always hoping. hope, isn't there? You're muted.
0: There is always hope, my friend, and uh, we'll probably leave it there. Hope is a good place to end it. Uh, I think glimpse I'm just trying to look back who they got knocked out by, but I think maybe the clock, the clock is beating us. So uh, I'm going to put that down to your, your. That's on you. I'm afraid uh, you have to you have to Google it. And remind us
1: on the next show, but that'll do for now. I think it was Lech name, was it? It might have been Lech, 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 Poznan. Lech Poznan, but they're quite a big club, though, aren't they? Was, I think it was someone smaller than them. It was a random that was team
0: 2023, so I'm guessing it was Lech Poznan.
1: That was it. They're not a bad team, in fairness, actually. Lech Poznan. I mean, that, that league table was really weird. There's two teams at the top I've never heard of in my life Slatch, Roch, Rox, Roxclaw, which I think is, I butchered that pronunciation, and a team called Jagli Leona. Yeah, I think
0: think we don't. I don't think we need your Polish pronunciation. I think think we've learned by now in this episode. We might even title the
1: episode "You Do Not Know." At this point in time, one of those teams is going to be the Champions League qualifiers next year.
0: No point blagging it. Um, Yeah, but no, I think listen, there's big teams in in Poland, but there is a lot of um, up and down uh, Mm. teams. So there's been a lot of transfers from Sweden to Poland as well in recent years to some of the lesser known clubs. But anyway, we'll leave it there. That'll be all, we'll be back. Uh, And of course, thank you so much to everyone who supported us on Patreon throughout the winter months and for the last season as well, last year. And anyone who's just supported the pod in general, if you want to help, subscribe to our YouTube channel um, or leave a rating on iTunes or leave a rating on uh, YouTube. It always helps just boost our numbers and boost our sort of like, what's the word? Street cred, I guess. Internet street cred Um, and the algorithms and stuff. We'd love a comment or anything like that on the pod review. But uh, apart from that, good to hear. Hopefully, good to hear your voice, my friend, anyway. And hopefully, you've enjoyed hearing our voices for this short episode. Uh, football is back in this part of the world, and we will we'll review the actions soon in another show. So take care. Um, thank you very much. Any final comments, Steve?
1: No. I mean, let's go both of these teams so we can keep. T- the further they progress, Jonathan, the more that we have to be wheeled out to do these extra shows. So. It would be interesting, wouldn't it? I mean, maybe Glimp go through and got a villa. Imagine that. would be interesting, wouldn't it? That so, would be fun.
0: And by the way, just a quick reminder before we go. The games are actually, for the those in the UK, the games are on Discovery+, Plus. if you do have that, uh, TNT. Um, they're on like obscure channels. I think they're showing every game, to be fair, which is fair play to them. So you will be able to watch that in the UK, according to um, what I've been told. So if you do fancy watching one of those games, maybe seeing how Henderson gets on, uh, then do so. But we'll be back. Uh, See you soon. Take care. Goodbye for now.
1: I'm sure Gareth Southgate will be there. Goodbye, everyone.